the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to this 820 AM The Word broadcast special, Heart of the City. Pastors, ministry leaders, and churches have received a call to serve their communities with the love and compassion of Christ. The call is from God's heart to the heart of the city. This is Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Local Ministry Development for 820 AM The Word. With me today is Ben Edwards. He's the Director of Development for CareNet Pregnancy and Family Services. Welcome to Heart of the City, Ben. Chuck, thanks for having me in. Yeah, well, you and I had a chance to connect a couple of weeks ago. We were at a at a uh, an event, and you and I sat at the table next to each other and started chatting, and I thought, you know, I'd really like to have Ben on Heart of the City, so here you are. Well, thank you. It's yeah. great to be here. Yeah, well, tell me about CareNet Pregnancy and Family Services. Some people may not know who you are. Very good. Uh, CareNet uh, actually is a family services center that we come alongside women experiencing unplanned pregnancies. We offer hope, compassionate care, biblical truth related to pregnancy, sexual integrity, as well as abortion recovery. Uh, we've been around since 1983, and that's when we uh, began CareNet Facilities. And uh, from that, uh, we actually joined forces with Life Choices of King County about seven years ago. Interesting. So what is a, what is a pregnancy center? I mean, what actually do they do? When a woman comes to us and she's in, uh, just questioning where she is going to go with this child, with the life within her, she needs to make some choices, very difficult choices we find. Um, that can, we, uh, can she keep the baby? Can she, she um, uh, carry the baby to full term? Can she adopt it out? Does she really want to extend the life of the child? So what we do is we come alongside that woman, find out where she is. Once again, there's no guilt or condemnation, compassionate care. We love on her, and uh, we find out exactly what her needs are, and then we go from there. If she's far enough along, what we do is, uh, and if she's thinking she's pregnant, we do a pregnancy test. We also come alongside her, too, if she's far enough along uh, with an ultrasound. And uh, it's amazing to see that happen because uh, with those women that are seeing life in the womb, we found this past year, especially this 97% of the women that see life choose life. Yeah, well, you and I, the event we were at was an event called For Us, which is for the number four ultrasound. Correct. And uh, those folks are very passionate about providing ultrasound units for pregnancy uh, centers around the country. Yes, they do. And uh, we've been the recipient of 10 ultrasound machines over the years from For Us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about CareNet uh, uh, a little bit later in the program, but I want to get to know you. One of the things that we do on Heart of the City is is I like to find out the background of why people do what they do, you know, and uh, some some people make some assumptions about that, but 
love to hear the story of how someone came to faith and how how out of that came this passion to do whatever it is they're going to do, whether they're a pastor or a ministry leader, leader or the director of development for a crisis pregnancy center. So uh, take me back a little bit, Ben, uh, from this area where you uh, – tell me about yourself. Well, I was born and raised in Seattle, and mm-hmm. I grew up uh, here in this city. I uh, had parents that uh, were not believers. and uh, But I was always being pulled towards Christ. You know, I'd see a picture, I'd see a cross, or I'd see something, or a friend would mention going to church. And uh, for what, you know, at that time, I'm just looking back at it, it excited me. Mm-hmm. So I was being pulled into, you know, God had me then, but I didn't know it. And uh, sadly, my parents were, uh, you know, uh, alcoholics. Uh, mother died at 43. Mm-hmm. Uh, father died at 65. He was clean and sober when he passed. He had a heart attack. But I think the thing is, is that what I needed to know is I needed to break that chain from continued generation after generation of abuse, of, uh, you know, uh, drugs, of alcohol, and things of that nature. Yeah. So did you start to go down the same path as they did? Or did I you certainly s- did. did. Certainly you? did. And uh, especially when I was in the service, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I had the freedom there and just uh, started taking off. After I got out of the service, though, I, I remained in that course for about six years and then uh, decided, hey, I've had enough. And um, Was there a trigger for that? That you'd had enough? Yeah, I hit my bottom. You know, mm-hmm. bottoms for everyone are different. Mm-hmm. And uh, I certainly found myself not liking what I was doing. Uh, people that knew me didn't like what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I certainly had to, uh, you know, find something else, and that was Christ. Yeah. So how did that happen? I mean, you said you said that there was always this innate interest in you about the things of God and, and the Lord. Was there a was there a particular person or an event that took place that that drew you? A you neighbor, know? actually. Huh. Yeah, and she came over one day and she says, "Have you ever thought about attending church? Do you know Do you know Jesus Christ?" And I said, "I know of him. I don't know him personally." And uh, so she planted the seed. Hmm. I started attending a church, and I was raising a family at this. At, okay, at this married time. and had kids. Had married and had kids. Interesting. And uh, uh, so uh, young. Young parent, uh, I was married at 22, and uh, ready-made family mm-hmm. already, and then mm-hmm. we started having children of our own. And what I found is that when I started attending church, I, I, something kept me attending church. I didn't know why I was attending church, but I kept hearing the message, hearing the message, and one day, I, you know, it, it clicked, and I got it. And uh, gave my Christ, uh, gave Christ my life. Yeah. Uh, so, what was your family thinking at that time? We was your wife receptive to that, or we, you know? Well, you know, I thought, you know, looking back at this, and I, sadly, my wife and I separated several years ago and divorced. But, you know, I thought she was on board, and uh, my life had changed dramatically from the time I met her to where where it is today. Yeah. And uh, there was, you know, there was uh, a lot of. Uh, you know, uh, changes there. There was a lot of uh, readjustment. Right. There was a lot of living differently. And yeah. yeah. So the kids today, though, I'll share this with you, that they certainly love what I do today, and they certainly love the, the direction I've taken my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they see a dad who loves the Lord and is, cares about life. 
and that's uh, that's something to be proud for their kids to be proud of in their dad. I'm sure. There you go. Yeah, I got involved with Kiernet, uh and actually it was Life Choices of King County. We had a couple of gentlemen at the church that I attended, and uh, one guy pulled me aside and he says, "Are you any good with tools?" And I said, "Well, I get around a little bit, you know." And he says, "Fall me down." So we went down into the basement of the church. They had an incredible wood shop. And I said, what are you guys doing? He says, we're repairing cribs for this ministry. And that's how I got involved in Life Choices. Interesting. So we were repairing cribs for the ministry. And uh, the beauty of it is, is then I started hearing stories from the women that got the cribs and how they came to choose life and uh, just remarkable stories. And I was hooked. And uh, I've been doing it for like 25 plus years yeah when now when you started doing that obviously you were working somewhere else this wasn't a full-time job you were volunteering basically and just giving some of your time what were you what were what was your main vocation at that time? i was a district sales manager for a company out of chicago Uh and uh, we were a paper converter so we we converted paper into mat board for picture framing industry display boards for for uh, TV, uh, we did uh, game boards, we did all kinds of things. Uh-huh. But what my territory was is I had nine states uh, that I was managing, and uh, at one time it was five states and four provinces. Yeah, yeah. So at the, during that time, were you still then involved with uh, with uh, the pregnancy centers? Certainly during was. Even during that time. Certainly so, was. Yeah. Certainly was. So, you know, in my spare time, that's what I did. Yeah. And uh, I would volunteer where I could. I would uh, do whatever needed to be done. Um, I, you know, then you put yourself out there to the church, too. And both churches that I attended um, weren't really, they, they certainly believed in the sanctity of human life. But when I left, they really believed in the sanctity of human <laughs> life. They had yeah. no choice, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... What uh, what happened for you then to become a full time staff member at at uh, at CareNet? I left the company in 2010, and I hit the ripe old age of 60. Fifteen days later, five of us were called in. They actually flew us into Chicago and let us know that our services were no longer needed. <laughs> right, and uh, which is always a wonderful oh, thing to yeah, happen. It's, it's, right. <laughs> here's the here's the beauty of this, though, uh-huh. is that no bridge was burned. People that were ahead of me definitely came off the tracks, okay? Yeah, yeah. But God had me at that moment, and, you know, what I did was the beauty of it is is that I was able to uh, just go out professionally. Right after they laid me off, they hired me back as a consultant. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was something to that as well. Um, the beauty, too, is, you know, we learn these lessons as we go along and how do we react to them. And uh, the owner of the company, actually, um, hearing of a granddaughter of mine that was in a, a fire, mm-hmm. she needed medical attention. She, she was in intensive care at Harborview for a couple months. And uh, she survived, praise God. But what he did, he sent a check to the family to pay for the medical bills, wow. which was huge. Yeah, yeah. It was just, that's how it works. Yeah. That's how it works. Exactly. Well, you're listening to Heart of the City. I'm Chuck Olmstead, the Director of Local Ministry Development. And with me today is Ben Edwards. He's the Director of Development for CareNet Pregnancy and Family Services. 
Well, you've seen a lot of changes, I would think, in the in the family services and the pregnancy services. What would you say is the difference between what was going on and I would say the the mid '80s to what's going on now? I think uh, we're we're just better um, prepared. We are better educated. How do we treat the woman? You know, when I first came into the ministry, the baby was the first and foremost thought for myself. Then it became the woman. Hmm. Now it's Mm woman-focused. And uh, if her needs are being taken care of, everything else happens. Mm. And that's that. I think that's the biggest change I've seen Mm -hmm. uh, in the uh, ministry. How about the attitudes of the fathers? That is true. The attitudes of the fathers have just been remarkable, too. What we've done is we've come to uh, understand that the father is sitting out there in the waiting room. The mother is in there being tested. And we're finding that the father has nobody to speak with. So now we've started up a mentoring program uh, where men can come alongside these men, find out where they're at, and mentor them as well. Yeah, because I would think... Depending on obviously, depending upon the relationship and the situation, there may be men who want to keep that baby, and the women are Amen. thinking, thinking, you know, I I don't want this responsibility. I want to move on. And oftentimes, the man really doesn't have much of a choice, does he? I mean, it's pretty much what the, the what the woman decides. You know, I think what I saw too throughout the years uh, that the the man needs to man up. And mm. he needs to really share what his thoughts are. Mm-hmm. Too often we hear, well, sweetheart, whatever you choose to do is fine with me. Well, he's not really thinking that. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants to be that father. He wants to be, you know, uh, that playing ball with that kid down the road and all the rest. Mm-hmm. We well, often wonder if women would <laughs> respond if the men did man up. You know, if the father, if the father truly said to him, listen, this is important to me. I want this child. I want... You know that the I would think that there would be many women who'd respond and say, "Yeah, they wouldn't even need to see an ultrasound if just to hear that from from that father." That's true. So true. So true. <laughs> you know. Well, so talk to me about what's happening now with uh, with CareNet. So how many facilities are there here in the Puget Sound area? We have seven centers throughout Puget Sound. We have four in Pierce, three in King. We also have a mobile unit that's functioning right here in Seattle, the heart of Seattle. Mm-hmm. And that uh, visited areas like White Center, uh, the Rainier Columbia District, Transform Burien. Uh, we're out there as well. And we've just been blessed. We just purchased our second mobile unit, which we're calling Mobile 2. And uh, that's being put together. We're raising funds to get that out there be operational over in the Bellevue area. So when you say a mobile unit, what really does, what, what's inside of a mobile unit and what does it do? The medical mobile unit does what we do in our centers, mm-hmm. okay? What they do is they can do the pregnancy tests. We can do the ultrasounds. We can do the STD, uh, STD screenings on board as well. We also will sit down with the woman finding out what their needs are as well. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, is there any difference between the mobile unit and then what actually happens in a in the regular center? Yes, there is. Because uh, with the mobile unit, we're finding that uh, women will come aboard um, to be tested, to get their pregnancy, uh, ultrasounds, um, STD screenings. And we're finding inside the centers, women come back to the center and not so much the mobile unit. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're trying to work through that as well. 
The other thing we have in our centers, too, are boutiques. And uh, these boutiques have uh, clothing for the child, have diapers, have formula, have uh, car seats, have, you know, uh, strollers. The thing is, is we can't keep all that on the medical mobile unit. Mm -hmm. So we're working through that as well. Yeah. So there's aspects of it that are real strengths to going to the where the woman is. She doesn't have to get to us. But there's also those other avenues where we wish we could take care of our needs a little little better. Yeah. So how do uh, – I want to ask two questions, actually. How do churches get involved, and then how do individuals get involved to help? It's a great question. Um, all of our services – let me share this with you, too. All, there's no charge for any of our services. Mm. We don't take insurance. Okay? Everything is provided by individuals and churches. We, on occasion, get a, an occasional grant. Mm-hmm. We do not take any federal or municipal or government mm-hmm. funding whatsoever, so we can do what we need to do. That's, that's meaning if, if we're given the opportunity to share the gospel, we'll share it. Mm-hmm. And uh, once again, they're going to be brought into the family of Christ um, through this avenue as well. It's not just their needs are being taken care of. Yeah. And so how does a church then get involved? The church itself can get involved in a number of different ways. We have volunteers that come from the churches. Mm -hmm. We also have uh, people within the church that are church liaisons. So every church out there, it would be wonderful to have a liaison for CareNet um, to uh, connect CareNet with the uh, church itself. Mm -hmm. Um, The churches also, we have baby bottle drives that uh, they can get involved with. Uh, we have events uh, that are, you know, phenomenal. Saint the Human Life Sunday, where uh, we recognize that as the uh, day when January 22nd, when Roe v. Wade and uh, the Supreme Court um, gave that um, the go-ahead mm-hmm. to to legalize abortion in the United States. So what we do is uh, we have celebrations. We celebrate life on that day. Right. And uh, we can go in to the church. We can speak upon the sanctity of human life. We can also show a short video. They can get involved in a number of different ways that way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's just a blessing to be able to do that. And that's throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And then as far as – that's as far as churches are concerned. But if somebody's listening today, maybe mm-hmm. they're not affiliated with a, a local body and – their church, in general, may not have the passion that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. How can they come as an individual and, and, and get involved, besides financial involvement? Right. How can they come and help you? There are so many different ways. We, we are a volunteer-load organization, and we have over 400 volunteers. In all honesty, Chuck, we could use another 400 volunteers. Mm-hmm. That's how we do it. We have 33 paid employees at CareNet running seven centers, mobile units, out there in the community, and um, we have a, um, a church community director that, who goes and visits the churches. Um, we also have a public relations person that gets into the churches and the community as well. I'm out there as often as I can, you know, sharing what we do and getting people on board. Man, that's the beauty of it. That's where I really enjoy it. Yeah. So what are kind, the kinds of jobs a volunteer can do? Can, can men get involved as a volunteer? 
Men can get involved as a volunteer. They can get involved with mentoring, being involved with our men's mentoring program. Mm -hmm. They can, uh, if they're great with tools or if they're electricians, if they're plumbers, we need all that. We need drivers for the mobile medical mobile units as well. Mm -hmm. So if a gentleman is retired and he would like to uh, step aboard, we would love to have him uh, get trained up. We have a, a short training uh, to learn more about CareNet, and uh, that'll really give them the tools uh, to speak upon what we were speaking upon today, and uh, to uh, you know serve in that way. If they, mm -hmm. it, it, it's an amazing ministry to get men involved, so the uh, uh, they can share the sanctity of human life. Without uh, divulging any information that you shouldn't, can you tell me a couple stories of 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 people that have been helped by care now. By, by all means. We had a young lady that came into our uh, center. She was scared to death, Christian girl, went to a Christian school, college. She became pregnant. And um, she came into care now, scared to death once again. And the, the people that met with her said, hey, it's best if you go home and tell your folks. You know, that's the last thing a young lady would like to do. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. She did that. She went home, mother cried, was upset. But the father said something that was so, you know, it, he got it from Christ. He, he says, there's nothing that you will do that will disappoint me. So instead of piling on, he just, you know, loved her. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? You yeah. Know, what are you going to do? Yeah. I had another story over in Kenya where I went over and spoke upon the sanctity of human life over there as well. And uh, my first radio opportunity scared to death i'll be honest with you. i yeah. was nervous <laughs> of course and uh um so they actually asked me to um be on the radio i shared what we're sharing today at uh, a home a woman was about ready to have an abortion the abortion provider was in her home and uh you know, a week and a half later i got a letter from uh jane osaro in kenya and said the woman chose life because mm. of what was on the radio. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're at. If all we need to do is be a voice um, to share what we have and uh, just come alongside women that are going through this. Well, you know, one of the things that I learned at the For Us event that you and I attended is the idea of if a, if a woman has the opportunity to see an ultrasound, how that really changes their mindset about what that thing uh, I said that in quotes, is inside their body, That's that they right. learn that it is truly a baby and that each ultrasound machine can save up to a 1,000 lives during its life cycle. So, you so know, true. So, so, true. so there are ultrasound machines in each of the centers? Every where center you has an ultrasound, as well as our medical mobile units. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the beauty of this, too, is with that ultrasound machine, like I mentioned before, 97% of the women that saw life shows life. 97%. So when you're giving for an ultrasound machine or, or giving to, to, uh, to CareNet, there's a, I mean, your, your rate of success is pretty significant, isn't it? It really is. And uh, a huge blessing because we're in the darkest part of the country here. Mm -hmm. One out of every two unplanned pregnancies ends in abortion here. Well, you're doing a great job. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, uh, Ben, or wants to reach out to, uh, to CareNet Pregnancy, how do they do that? Uh, they can go to carenetps.org. They can get all the information they need there. You can certainly contact our office. 
um, at um, this number, and you can certainly feel free. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got the I've got the number here. It is. Uh, well, I don't want to give your cell number, Ben. I've got the donor info number. Is Correct. that yeah? Correct. It's two five three, three eight three, six zero three three. That's two five three three eight three six zero three three. Or you can go to the website. It's CareNet CareNetPartners.org. or CareNetPS.org. Okay, there we are. CareNetPS.org. Correct. Well, Ben, I want to thank you today for joining me on Heart of the City. Uh, I know that uh, you know the ministry that that you all have is a, an incredibly important one. You're changing the lives of of men and women around the Puget Sound, and I want to thank you today for joining me on Heart of the City. Thank you so much. God bless. Listening to this 820 AM, the word special heart of the city. For more information on how your pastor or your ministry can be featured on 820 AM, the word, call Chuck Olmstead, 206 269 6216, or go to thewordseattle.com. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.